<laughs> and like I'm I'm standing there doing 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 the soundboard, and I radio into the to the stage manager. I was like, "Do you want me to stop the show?" Goofy just lost his head, and they're like, "Keep it going, keep it going." I was like, "Okay, shit, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people, by creative people. I'm your host, Christopher Talon. By trade a writer, I suppose you could say. Uh, I dabble in music as well, the music you're hearing right now is me, that's actually me playing all the instruments. You dig it? Well, whatever. Anyway, today I talked to somebody who's really truly plugged into the musical scene, a man named Pedro Rodriguez, tour manager for KMFDM. Also a musician and DJ and uh, collaborator and great guy all around. But first, let me tell you a little bit before we get to all that really good stuff there. It's really good stuff. But first, just let me tell you real quick about a couple of the friends of the show. I got to mention Hey Guys Media Group, heyguysmediagroup.com. They helped get this show started and off the ground, and they can help you get your podcast started. So please, go to heyguysmediagroup.com. Check them out and see how they can help you make your podcast. I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about Rivertown Adventures. Paul Brogan, the owner, was the first guest on the show, good friend of mine, and man, does he put out a good product with Rivertown Adventures. It's a lot of fun. The most fun you're going to have outdoors in the Lansing area, in Lansing, Michigan. You can rent a canoe, a kayak, a stand-up paddleboard. I think they even have bikes, and they have a big boat for events it's uh, one of those cool boats that paddles up and down the river. It's, it's great. It's really great. Rivertownadventures.com. Live free, go paddle. Also check out Baby Farm Soaps. They're only on Facebook. It's a great little company in Kentucky that makes soaps, beard balms, sunscreens, bath bombs, and all kinds of other great stuff. Baby Farm Soaps, Facebook. If you like to be in the bathroom and get clean and take care of yourself, they're your people. Baby Farm Soaps, only on Facebook. Also check out Fresh Coast Seed Co. I interviewed Fresh Coast on episode five. <clears throat> it's been one of the most talked about episodes, one of the most requested re-gets. They want, people want him back on, so we'll work on that. But in the meantime, check them out. They're on Instagram, Fresh Coast Seed Co. 2. I'll have the show notes. You can get all of the sponsors' information there. Um, but now, let's talk about Pedro... Rodriguez for a second, all right? So as I mentioned, Pedro Rodriguez, if you see him on Instagram, he's at Pedro the Roadie. Longtime tour manager for KMFDM. And before that, he was just a guy who worked as a roadie and in general in the musical entertainment industry. Uh, he's done lighting, he's done sound, he's done a, a little bit of everything, and you'll hear more about that. But on top of that, he's also a just a a true creative he's got his own studio space where he works with artists of all kinds people who work in visual mediums and as well as audio mediums um he has the uh, karuna art collective and he's really just a a very nice guy especially when you think about some of the music that uh that he's been associated with directly and indirectly some of it's kind of loud or aggressive and uh Pedro is just 
like one of the most laid back, cool individuals I've met. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce you to my good friend, Pedro the Roadie, or Pedro Rodriguez, whatever you want to call him. Here he is. KMFDM? Yes, sir. So how did you come up with that gig? Because that's a band that's not even from the same country as you, right? Yeah, no. They're 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 from Germany. So how that came about was um um I'm a I'm part of a website called uh Bobnet. And it's like a secret like Facebook community of all roadies that we communicate with each other and we we you know, get jobs and blah, blah, blah through it. <clears throat> a friend of mine, Charlie, was the tour manager at the time for KMFDM. And I was running lights at Underground Arts in Philly here, a local venue. Okay. KMFDM came through. They were on tour with Ogre. And my buddy Charlie was suffering from um, kidney stones. Ooh. Yeah, so he he. I've, came seen, over I've the, seen people with those before too. You're like laying yeah. down, not moving at all. Like that, yeah. people don't know that that's not a joke unless you've seen it or you've had it. That's no joke. Yeah, so like he's he's like, hey, I don't want to let them know that I'm hurting, blah 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 blah. But um, we have a lighting guy, so you don't have to really do much today for lighting wise. Can you help me out? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. So I helped him out with, you know, his daily, like, stopping the bus and blah, blah, you know, regular stuff. At the, um, at the end of the night, I was like, dude, if you're not feeling good, like, this is some serious shit. Yeah. Go go to the hospital, go get checked out. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, um, I'll, I'll let you know what happens. Not even, I want to after we loaded them out I get a I get a call from Sasha actually I get a call from Charlie and then he puts Sasha the singer the, the um, lead singer from KMFDM on the phone and he's like hey um, I enjoyed what you did for us I really appreciate it how you took care of us when we were in Philly our guy has to leave because he's sick so pretty much my friend Charlie fired himself from the tour and hired me. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it was insane. So he was like, they were like, uh, so um, how fast can you make it to Boston? That's our next show. Like they were playing um, Irving Plaza in New York City that day. And they wanted me to go to Irving Plaza to, to start that day. <laughs> but I already had a gig. I, I I lined up a gig, setting up a private event at the at the Mutter Museum here in Philadelphia. I'm not sure if you know what the Mutter Museum is. I don't know. All right, so the Mutter Museum has like a whole bunch of like signs, like weird stuff in like jars and shit, like <laughs> okay. twin twin babies and shit like that. It's like a really cool, creepy fucking museum. <laughs> so like to have a private event that I had booked 
that I'm doing audio for. Yeah. In there, I was just like, I can't pass this up. And they're like, right. no, 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 no. We understand. He could do he could do today, just make it up to Boston for, for the show in Boston. I was like, all right, cool. Well, yeah, man, you already had stuff going on where you were, what you were doing. So that's mm-hmm. obviously a dream opportunity, but like what happens? You tell your like your landlord, your roommate, or the oh, people no, that I, you're working with, like, hey man, I just gotta go. No, no, I, um, I, at the time I was living by my, I, I always lived by myself. Currently, I, my niece lives with me, but um, my, I told, I told my job, uh, I was like, hey, um, ah, KMFDM asked me to be their tour manager, and my boss was just like, no, go, just do it, dude. <laughs> I was just like, all right, cool. <laughs> Well, that's nice. At least you had uh, a cool, supportive, creative cast around you, huh? Yeah, yeah. So were you just doing lights at the time, or were you just kind of doing, like, everything, and specifically that day you were doing lights? Uh, I, w- I was doing lights um, locally. And that was that was your main thing? So it's not like you had been a roadie or a tour manager or anything like that before? It just kind of... Oh, no. I've tour, ma- I've tour managed before, and I've done roadie work before. Okay. How, do, how does somebody even get into roadie work in the first place? <laughs> I imagine that it's probably mostly people who are musicians. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, for me, it started really early. Like I, I um I started at the electric factory, um, working as a as a security guard and a stagehand. And then from there I started getting to know like I kept seeing some of the same bands coming through and yeah. I became friends with the bands and like Every time I was working security backstage, making sure that everybody had their credentials and shit like that, um, some of the bands were like, yo, man, I love your energy. I love your your positive attitude. I yeah. love that you're not always hawking me about, hey, let me see your pass. Let me see your pass. <laughs> Every time I come through the door, even yeah. though you just see me, I'm like, nah, man. Like, I understand how it is. And they're like, hey. And then um, I forget. Oh, man, it's drawing, I'm drawing a blank, but I forget what what first band I toured with, um, the name of the band, they're not around anymore, but um, it was like in a 12 passenger van and like, <laughs> I, it, it was, it was an awesome experience. And like, I was, I was, I was um, selling merch for them. Yeah. Just like they hit me up and they're like, Hey, you're the dude from Philly, right? I was like, yeah. They're like, Hey, uh, our merch guy isn't available. Do you want to sell merch for us? And that's how it started for me was like selling merch. And then like, I got in, I started learning more audio and then started doing audio for, for, um, you know, local bands here in Philly, like little small tours. Yeah. And then I landed an audio gig with Disney on ice. <laughs> 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 um, I, did, I did that. For how, a bit. how was work? How was working with Disney? Did it feel any different than any other gig? Um, yes. You think metal and like, and like um, rock shows are insane, dude. Moms who spent money buying their kids tickets to see this like production are insane. <laughs> like, and like they probably spent a good amount on it too. Huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> like they 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 get they get into it into it like, and then like um, I had like the weirdest people asking me for requests like because I was out front. Like I'm yeah. running sound for it. Like I, I remember one day some ladies like poking me and I turn around. I'm like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, 
it's my it's my daughter's birthday. Can you have like Mickey Mouse come out? I'm like, yeah, sure, lady. Like we're about to start the show in like in, in like 15 minutes. But let me let, let me radio it in so I can get Mickey out here for Yeah, you. let's change the whole show just for your kid. <laughs> <laughs> and like the the most memorable moment I had on Disney on Ice, we were playing in um uh forget where in Canada, but Celine Dion was at the show. Huh. Like, yeah, it was insane. Like, I, I, I'm starting a show and I look over, I'm like, oh shit, that's Celine Dion. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to see famous people when you're pointing lights and running audio, but it's yeah, another thing yeah. when you're just like hanging out in the crowd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, uh, besides Disney, that's one people know, a lot of people know KMFDM. Have you uh, worked with anybody else uh, in the music business that? Oh uh, uh, yeah, or entertainment I, business that people would uh, say, "Oh yeah, I've heard of those guys." Oh yeah, I've done. I've uh, worked with um, this band called Misery from Long Island, New York. We were on tour with um, the guys in um, Devil Driver, Kitty, and, okay. and another band called Hostility from California. Um, who else did I? Oh man, are a lot of the bands that you do stuff with? in the heavier genres of music or not necessarily not necessarily i've done i've done a couple like russian bands like doing lighting for a russian band like i don't understand what they're saying to me they're like blah, 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 blah. I'm like okay <laughs> you sound mad as hell so i'm gonna fix this <laughs> yeah right and mad russian sounds really mad yeah. too like it's a special language it's <laughs> I think it would be the scariest language to hear, like right before somebody puts a gun in yeah. your face. Like, ah! I mean, <laughs> like I, I did. I also drum tech for for um for a Russian band, and like all I knew was like my drummer was always saying shabuta, shabuta, hara. I'm like, okay, he's mad. All right. <laughs> I had a friend um, growing up who spoke Russian. His parents were from Russia, but the only thing I could ever understand was da and yet. Mm. <laughs> that was usually what he was yelling up back and forth to his parents through the door or down the stairs. Da, da, yeah, no, ma, no. <laughs> okay. Um, I understood see. you said um, no and yes there, but everything else was just blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's see who else. Um, I was on the I Love the 90s tour for a minute, doing, um, uh, setting up the, um, I was a backline tech for it. So I, Dude, set I bet up that the, was a fun show, wasn't it? Oh, that was amazing, yo. Like, I set up, like, for me especially, like, being an old-school hip-hop head, yeah. like, I got to set up the um, the turntables for Spinderella. Uh -huh. I, I set up the drum kit for um, my homie Keith Reber, who was playing drums for Vanilla Ice. <laughs> no shit. I set up um, the drums for um, Dean Butterworth, who plays with Coach Good Charlotte, but at the time was doing stuff with Sugar Ray. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so they never really had a solid drummer in that band, did they? Nah, nah. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was really intense. Like, it was cool because, like, once I set up all my stuff, I mm. got it. I was able to like to just chill and like watch the show from side from the yeah. side stage on on stage and whatnot. And like every night, it was just a beautiful, beautiful time and like. I missed that. I missed that tour. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like we, yeah. Like I remember one time the um, salt from Salt and Pepper. Um, I was on stage, right, making sure that no one like went on stage to touch her and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. there was a time on on the set that she they were singing um, 
they were transitioning from push it to what a man is. So she takes off her gold chain and tosses it to me on stage, right? And I'm on stage, right? I'm just like, oh man, oh God, oh God, don't drop this, don't drop Watching this. Watching this thing like float in air in slow motion, like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, like, when I finally caught it, I was just like, Whew! I caught the chain. And now I'm like, this, holy shit, I'm holding her chain. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this has got her sweat on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just, and they're like, and they're like, um, do, doing stuff with Coolio. Like that, that was fun because he's like, he, he, the first day we're doing rehearsals and whatnot, he looks at me. He's like, You're a big guy. I need you. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to be going out on the crowd singing Gangster's Paradise. And I just want you to be my guy to pretend to be my security detail so people don't really touch me. I'm like, yeah, okay. He's like, just don't say anything and look mean. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so as long as you didn't talk, you'd be good, man. Because as yeah. soon as you talk, you, I think people can tell you're, you're not that kind of dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, when, well, I don't want to be rude and ask you how old you are, but how long have you been uh, in the professional entertainment game? Uh, I since around 17, 18 years old. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't mind. I'm 42. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We're right around the same age. Yeah. Um, I don't have quite as much white in my beard, but it's coming in, man. I don't know if you can see it. It's definitely starting to come in. Dude, you you do not want the salt and pepper hair. <laughs> I think it looks dignified, and you've got it coming in in like a nice way, where it you know it's like coming in kind of equal on both sides. I've yeah. just got like three or four hairs <laughs> like, over here, like, like right, one here, here, one here. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I could get some uniformity of that, and I'm losing my hair too, man. Like, oh no, I'll give looking, you, I'll give you some of like this. that for years too. It won't just go away. I'll give you some of this. <laughs> I know that's that's not right, man. Every time I see somebody who's my age or older with a full, thick, beautiful head of hair like that, I just want to slap them. The sad, the, the funny part is, I've always wanted to be bald, so I always shave my hair bald. <laughs> yeah, it's the grass is always greener, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, for me, it's like it's like shit. It's low maintenance, man. Like I don't gotta do shit. I just gotta wake up and kick it. <laughs> yeah well that was the whole idea with me and the beard was that i was just sick of shaving i was in the navy for a couple of years and after that i was just like ah shaving's the worst oh, nice. so i let that out but then i was shaving my head <laughs> um but then i got sick of shaving my head for the same reason just like uh i was like you know razor shaving it i just got sick of doing that so mm. i started letting it grow out and then it got too long that it was like my hair will start to kind of do like an afro thing kind of like a Almost like a, oh, I'm not yeah. Jewish, but it kind of looks like a Jewish guy afro. But with that bald <laughs> spot in the middle, once it gets oh, too long yeah. and starts to fall down on the sides, then I just got that baby chicken hair on the top. So oh, I just cut it again, but it was froed out like about two weeks ago. Nice. Yeah, yeah. This, this, is, this is like super too much for me. I need, I need to get this thing cut. <laughs> like seriously. You just do it yourself usually or no? I, I usually do it myself, but... um. I'm waiting for the kid to, the, there's a kid on my neighborhood. He's like 16 years old, 17 years old. He's like, yeah, man, I want to be a barber, blah, 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 blah. I was like, hey, cut my hair. He's like, but what if I screw up? I was like, 
Just shave it. And I'll go bald. <laughs> He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. why Why not? It's, it's going to give you a chance to cut hair. Yeah. Yeah, help helping people out. Yeah. And that's it's not as bad as I had a roommate one time that was uh, studying to become a phlebotomist. You know, the people that work at the lab and draw blood. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, I t- brought some needles home and some, you know, blood collection stuff. Can I practice on you? So I was like, I- uh, I guess I let her practice on me once and never again. I was like, ah, ah, I think you went through it. Ah, oh my gosh. Yeah, but no, she let that's... me keep my little vial of blood. <laughs> she let me keep my vial of blood, but I didn't yeah, keep yeah. it that long because people thought I was like getting into some satanic stuff. Like, why you got blood by your bed? Like, don't worry about it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Live music and live entertainment, it's coming back now, but for at least a good year, year and a half, it was dead. So did you just put all your uh, creative efforts into the art collective then? Yeah. Um, so funny thing, like, I, yeah, like, um, I, I started art collective before the pandemic, and then I had a little, like, part, like a real studio, studio space mm-hmm. that I was running out, and um, when the pandemic hit, like, you know, funds were low and I couldn't continue running out this, running out this space. So well, yeah, people I weren't moved, doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I moved everything back to the original location, which was my house in my dining room. So like, <laughs> so like, yeah, it, I, then I, I focused more of my energy on that during the pandemic and like, um, taking up, uh, I did, a, I got certified to do Reiki. It, um, I've like, heard oh, about that before. It's kind of, it's like a hands-on healing thing, but it, you're yeah. not like actually like, it's not like a, not like a, oh, what do you call it? The the chiropractor where you're actually like snapping yeah, and cracking yeah, yeah, things, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I got certified to do that. I got, it's like, I did a lot of reading. Um, I don't want to gloss over the Reiki stuff though, because a lot of people don't even know what that is. Tell people like, what's your just, you know, one paragraph about how you would explain that to people. Cause I had only heard of it recently. All right. So Reiki is pretty much like, um, energy healing. Like, um, we, we focus, like we'll, we'll, we'll talk to the client and ask them like what they're going through or whatever. And we'll focus our energy on that certain area. And some, some is hands-on, but depending on, the client, if they want to be hands off, we just, you know, lay our hands over that area and work, and we send our positive energy into them, so they could, so we could clear out whatever they're they're going through. Does that like focus on like the different chakras and that yeah. kind of stuff too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've been getting kind of more into that. Well, actually, my wife's been spearheading it, but she's she's been getting really into really into that, and I'm just kind of like along for the ride, like all right that's cool and she talked to somebody else about that too and they were saying that um the first time they went to somebody the person just kind of like you know same thing you were talking about talked to them and said all right well here i'm gonna just go ahead and put my hands here and they said that the person just kind of put hands and pushed down just a little bit and the 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 person who was receiving the treatment just burst out into tears mm, yeah i was like damn all right yeah it's pow- it's powerful stuff man <laughs> yeah yeah, I still have to uh, give it a shot myself, but um, 
Yeah, I'm game for it, especially after the way that last person was like, dude, something inside of me just burst open. I started <laughs> crying like a baby. And when I walked out of there, I felt like I was 10. Like, I just felt great. Nice. Yeah, de- yeah. definitely do it. I, I'll recommend. Yeah, definitely do it. I totally how, how long does it take it. to get uh, trained in that? Jeez. Uh, it took me about two, three weeks to do it online. Oh, so it doesn't take that long, really? No. Compared to, I mean, compared to some certificates and things. You yeah. Yeah. It took me, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that long. It was just, for what, but for me, it was easier because like I was sitting at home knowing nothing. Right. I just like knocked it all out. Yeah. Are you that kind of guy that you're like, when you get into something, you don't just kind of like slowly take it in. You just jump in. Like that's the only thing you focus on. Yeah, I have. I guess it's like some call it an addictive personality. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm that way. Like if I if I go into something, I go into it 110 percent, and like, yeah. and I keep going until I either figure it out, or if I get frustrated, I'll put it to the back burner real quick and then come back mm. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm doing that all the time too. I have my energy like focused out spread out across a couple of different things like the podcast writing a um a novel that i've got to submit some stuff to a publisher for hopefully i get that mm. published mm. um nice got my wife focus on that got all my four kids Ooh. and i just it always feels like whenever one thing is going really well something else is like about to fall up and you gotta go <laughs> run and tend to that make sure that doesn't break and then oh, oh and then this yeah, one and like, those, oh, yeah. like the I'll guys with that. the spinning plates on the on mm-hmm. the <laughs> on the old variety shows <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah yeah man so i feel you on that all right well how long ago did you start the the okay and let's talk about the art collective too karuna am i saying it right yes karuna karuna um karuna collective pretty much i started it in 2019 um when i started it i started it with uh someone that I thought was going to be a good fit for it. And that kind of fell off. <laughs> I don't want to say anything about the person because. Uh, that happens. It happens. Yeah. It's happened with people that I've interviewed on this show before. They've had business partners where, you know, it just, it didn't work out. Yeah, Personalities just, didn't work or they had different visions or, you know. Yeah. The, this didn't, it didn't work out. It didn't pan out. But um, Karuna um, is Sanskrit for compassion and, and collective or, you know, a group of people together to make one go. So when I started Karuna Collective, it was pretty much I want, I want, and I still do want it, um, want it so I could, if I find someone that like, I like, like the kid that wants to learn how to do haircuts yeah. and be a barber, I'll I'll see that and I'll and I'll help flourish it and water it and and be like, all right, so I know yada 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 that owns a barber shop. Maybe I could get you in there so you could, you know, sweep up the hair and then here and there, you know, start doing your thing. You know, yeah, like take I have, some mental notes, see it done. Mm-hmm. Like I have a um, I have a buddy of mine's out in California right now. She's been doing a lot of um, painting and stuff and drawing. And, it, and I asked her, I was like, hey, are you looking, are you trying to be a tattoo artist? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, hey, so I kind of did tattooing back in the day and I stopped doing it because I really didn't like it. Well, I liked it. I just didn't like the clients. 
Right. So, oh, yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> but um, I was just like, hey, I have a few machines. If you want, I'll, I'll mail you one. And she's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. Yeah, they're just sitting there collecting dust otherwise. Yeah, right? yeah they're just sitting there. So I was like, I'll send, I'll send your machine. And she's like, oh, word, thank you so much. And I'm going to send that to her. And hopefully, you know, that brings out a new awesome tattooer out in Cali. That's awesome. Because that's that's really the whole point of <clears throat> my podcast, or at least what I hoped it would be. I don't, I don't know if it's exactly <laughs> that. Was something where people could look at something that people do. And then I could break it down in a way where people go, oh, well, that's doable. I yeah. could do, even if it's not that same thing, just that like, just to hear story, hear stories of people that like pursue passions. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's usually pretty, pretty regular people. It's not like anybody's got some magic secret unlocked. They just were like, no, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Too many people are afraid to do it or they don't have somebody that's, you know, encouraging them to do it. Yeah. It's like- I mean, I. I had I, I left teaching so that I could just pursue writing and other creative stuff full time. Yeah. And almost everybody, with the exception of my wife, was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. You should just <laughs> stick with the safe thing. And maybe you could try to be a writer like when you're retired or you could write in the summer when the kids are. No. And I was just like, that's just that's just not where my heart's at. But it's it's rare to find people that will encourage yeah. you in any kind of way even if it's just words so that's pretty awesome that you sent somebody a, a gift to get them started yeah it's like it's like for me it's like um it, it all tends back to my junior high um teacher which i'm still trying to find her to like properly thank her uh-huh. well, like one day she pulled me aside and she was just like hey pedro this world could be as big as you want it to be or as small or as small as your own backyard Mm-hmm. take chances in life i was like wow i was like wow thanks yeah that's pretty and, crazy yeah what kind, of, what kind of student were you at the time <laughs> let's put it this way i was in an at-risk program <laughs> in junior high <laughs> yeah i uh something something with me right about seventh grade i don't know i don't know if it was hormones or what but i just decided i didn't want to be in school anymore and i barely made it through high school Oh yeah, that 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 was me. Like my my mom still tells me stories of like, I think it was like um, middle school. I bit the principal. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just like, what? She's like, yeah, you didn't want to be in school, so you bit the principal so you could come home. I was like, what? I was like, I'm just uh, some cannibal type stuff. <laughs> man, well, either you got all that evil out of you when you were younger, or you're just a happier dude now that you're not there anymore. I don't know which one do you think it is. Uh, um, it's. Cause I found like Buddhism and Hinduism, cause it's still there. What, it, it, like this past um, weekend, I I was having a really bad day, and that evilness was still lurking. I was just like, ah, was like yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, like, I'm more calm and you know, collective. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Do you meditate? Yeah. Yeah. I I really try, but like. I'll I'll like set a timer and try to meditate for like 15 20 minutes and I usually can't make it more than like 5 10 minutes. Oh. Well at least right now. But okay. like you know that's that's something that I'm working on too cuz I know that's also like a muscle that you got to flex yes, and work on. Yes. That just, you know, being in the moment, not thinking about what you have to do in 10 minutes, but just mm-hmm. being right now. I'll send you the um 
uh, link to a book that I read that helped me with meditation, like in, you know, like a on the go situation. Yeah. It's called Blue Jean Buddha. Blue Jean Buddha. Yeah, man. I'll... It's, a, it's a really, really good book. I'll put a, I'll put a note in the show notes too. Which is Blue Jean Buddha? Yes. Blue Jean Buddha. And then, um, uh, I think it was like a year, last year or a year after, or, or, Sometimes it wasn't so long ago. Um, Riza from Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah. He came out. He um he uh he collaborated with uh oh, freak. What's the name of that? It's Tazo. I'm I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. The tea company. Oh yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he put he put out a um a uh, meditation album <laughs> called called Guided Explorations. Riza yeah. did a meditation album with yo, the tea company. <laughs> yo, like when I'm telling you, this thing is a like I. Play I mean, the it. dude's a genius. I believe it's a. Yeah. I believe it's going to be great. Like, it's really amazing. Like it was so good that it inspired me to make my own little meditation album called Urban Meditations. Ah. And pretty much on that album, it's an EP actually. I walked around my neighborhood and recorded stuff and then made music around the recordings. And that's most of the music you make, you you do it from from a DJ perspective, right? Like, or I mean, not a perspective, but um, I guess I should say that's your main instrument is just all the all the DJ tools or do you play, uh, oh, no, like I play I guitar, play, drums? Yeah, I play guitar, I play the piano. Um, I was actually goofing around with this today. The, the oh, that's one of the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I was goofing around with with the melodica. I have a xylophone here that I play sometimes and I sample and and do stuff with, like like anything that I can make noise with and be creative with. I use to make music. So do you do you have like separate projects that you'll make? you know, maybe more traditional acoustic music with, and then like have like a DJ name and you'll put out your music this way, that, or do you kind of like blend it all together? Uh, and it's yeah, all just Pedro first, stuff? At first my, I was doing this stuff on, um, under my DJ name, Namo, Namo Matri. And I'll explain that name in a minute. Yes. <laughs> um, um, I started doing all like my DJ mixes on SoundCloud and blah, blah, blah. And then I started making music and then I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to put everything under one umbrella. If you yeah. like it, cool. If not, whatever. I don't care. And that's where I'm at now. I'm just like, I'll just make, I'll push music out there. And like, if you rock with it, cool. If you don't, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's weird too. Cause you'll have a lot of people. Well, I don't know about you. I personally just like starting this podcast. I had people telling me, um, the the goal of my podcast was too broad and I needed to have like a more niche market. Like instead of just being, I talk to creative people all around, I should just talk to creative people like in publishing or, you know, like something that, something that focuses it in more for people. But I was like, you know what? That's not what I want to do. Yeah. And if, if there's something that I want to do, there's probably somebody else out there that wants to be a part of that some other way too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, but, don't, I don't understand what's, what society's, um, ideal on trying to make you fit into a box yeah 
Like, I don't understand it, man. Like, it's, well, I think at the end of the day, everybody just wants to know, like, how to market something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's still like, marketable. Oh, you play, you play acoustic guitar, and you put DJ beats, and you have a piano and a melodica. Hmm, I don't know how to market that. This guy over here, he just plays reggae. I know how to market that. You know, like, yeah. Well, if if you're a so-called marketer, then you're not good at your job if you can't market something. <laughs> And maybe that's the problem too, is people are just too marketers or the people being marketed too. Maybe we're just too lazy and we want to know what everything is and where everything, what channel everything should be on, what radio station everything should be on. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the major thing that's going on with a lot of people is like, we're, we're too lazy and don't want to learn. Yeah. Or just figure things out on our own. Just tell me what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to listen to the radio and figure out if I like a song. I want every song to be kind of the same. Yeah. Like, um, like I have two meditation albums out. Like um, one is called Serenity and the other one is Urban Meditation. And both of them, if you look at the liner, like the track notes, it's a quote. <laughs> so it's like, it, it makes you think a little. And like people are like, oh, it's just it's a weird name for that track okay but if you have if you step back and see the bigger picture you're like oh now it makes sense (laughs) so we kind of drifted away from the art collective a little bit i I still do want to talk about the music too but before i completely forget about the art collective um what what are some of the projects that you've uh put out recently or things that you're working on now that are uh kind of a, an example of what the collective does um i put out a single with my friend from vegas uh dj sev one it's called creative lifestyle and pretty much it's the lyrics on there is pretty much an example of how me and hum are and like how creatives are like we don't sleep we're always thinking and doing something or like or if we do sleep it'll be like an hour or two and then we wake up and then we're yeah. like inspired to do something else so we so together um through the powers of the internet and splice um which is a which is um an app uh for music producers and and, and creatives huh. it's like a it's like a cloud service so like i could work on something here save it on splice and he can open it on his ableton session and it's everything's right there uh, arranged and aligned and then he could add stuff send it back to me and i have it what he did yeah 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 that's so, cool i've never heard of that before splice. Uh, yeah it's a, it's it's a cool little app and it's free Really? Yeah. Well, I definitely got to get on top of that because I've had a, I've got two friends, my buddy Nate, who was on the show. And then um, a guy whose show I was just on, his name is Kirk Ross. He does a, a show called the talk in the attic, which is a really cool show. Um, yeah. Especially, I think you would like that one too, because he's a, he's a, he's a musician and he can mix things and like grab something that somebody says and loop it and slow nice. it down. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's uh Yeah. He would like yeah. he would like that, but yeah, me and my buddy, <clears throat> we both play guitar, and he we're always saying we should find something that we can record on, and then we can send stuff back and forth to each other. But uh, yeah. yeah, splice, I'll check that out. Yeah, like, um, 
currently now um, um, in the process of recording and doing an album with these two um, hip hop artists that I'm friends with, and they come in and we record. We we've been recording a couple of tracks that should be out soon. I actually have to start editing some of the stuff that we did on Thursday. Yeah, it was this past Thursday. So I got to start editing some of that stuff. But like, they they they're all excited because it, it sounds like the little pre pre production demo stuff that I made for them, and they're like, "Yo, dude, this is awesome." When are you gonna do some more? I'm like, I gotta take a break from it and rest my ears because <laughs> if I don't, like, I keep hearing the same song over and over and over, and I keep trying to edit stuff, and I'm just like, oh, I right, wait a minute, it's all in my head that it doesn't sound too good. So yeah. if I step away from it and then come back into it with fresh ears, it, it, it works better for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that works anything you do when you're really trying to make something whether it's like a painting a sculpture uh, you're writing something you're making music you get to a point where you just get yourself like all fevered up over it mm -hmm. and then you can't think clearly you're just thinking from a point of like oh, i gotta steer this thing out of the fog i gotta steer this thing out of the fog sometimes you just gotta wait until the fog settles on its own yeah you know? yeah and like now i'm doing um I have a couple commission art pieces that I'm doing for people. After well, we wrap up this, I'm actually going to be heading out to give to sell a piece of art to someone that I made last night. And then I'm actually going to be talking to someone else. Um, when you say a piece of art, I'm I'm curious what uh, medium like painting or yeah, it's a painting. It's on, on canvas. I did a, um, a DMX painting. With oh, like, I think I saw that one on yeah, your yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I posted it up. Yeah, I posted it up, and she and and I got messaged like real quick. Like as soon as I posted it up, they're like, "How much? I want it." I was like, okay. <laughs> and I'm doing another. How much you got? <laughs> yeah, and then I, I I have another one that I have to do for a buddy of mine's that's in um San Paulo, Brazil. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wants me to do something for his um um recording studio. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's awesome. Shipping's gonna be a monster on that one. <laughs> well, no, he um he he figured it out. He was like, "Hey, look, so just ship it to my producer in Chicago, and he'll send it to me." I was like, "That." <laughs> yeah, that'll work, man. Because I've tried to send something from uh, Michigan to California before, just like mm -hmm. a like a, a something small, like it was a a gift for my niece's birthday. Um. So yeah, you know, some toy for a three-year-old costs $30 and it costs like almost a hundred to ship it. What? <laughs> so yeah, we're like, that's the last time we do that. From now on, we're just sending them a gift card and they can go pick yeah. something up. <laughs> oh man, man, that's insane. Right? Ugh. And that's just for like a standard shipping too. Mm -mm. Mm. Yeah. So the art collective gets into music, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think I read on there too that like basically if there's anything you need artistically done or if there's anything that you have a desire to do, like that's kind of a space to to come for encouragement, support, or just to meet up with other other creative types, right? Yes. So what what uh what is the like the full scope of things that happen under that banner then? You got music, you got 
painting? Music, painting, photography, videography, like any anything that helps you be creative and gets your um helps you express your voice like yeah. how you want. I'm out. I will try my best with the connections and people that I know to make your vision come to life. That's awesome. How many people have you uh, worked with? Well, I don't know. You said you started this thing a while back now. You have a, do you keep any kind of running tally of like how many individuals <laughs> you've nah. actually done stuff with through the Karuna? No, nah. it's just, Ooh. I just do it and I don't even keep, tallies of anything it's just like i should start though yeah or get a get like an autograph wall for some people when they come in and work on something yeah 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 i should do that here in the house that's a good idea (laughs) yeah (laughs) one of these days i gotta get out there because stupid reason to want to go to philly because there's so much history and there's so much culture there and I've seen the show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and that, for whatever oh, reason, God. makes me want to come there. <laughs> <laughs> Dress up like the Green Man and go to an Eagles game or something. Hey, throw throw oh. some D batteries at people. <laughs> <laughs> really give them the Philly welcome. Oh yeah, it's the city of brotherly love, so they say, right? Yeah. But right. one thing that that city has been famous for, at least for me, is like how much they really give people shit in like public squares, whether it's oh. Allen Iverson or uh, Bill Burr, when he did his famous rant and told everybody <laughs> that he hopes Philadelphia never wins anything and that everybody dies in a car fire. Oh man. Dude, um, <laughs> quick, quick little funny story about Mr. Iverson. I was working backstage security at the electric factory and it was um Modesto. No, it was the Roots and Modesto. Oh, Wood. the Roots are so good. Yeah, I love the Roots. <laughs> Modesto Martin and Wood was playing the next day, so Modesto. Uh, I think the drummer is Modesto. I forget, but he came in to do a little drum session with Quest, and yeah. Ivan Iverson tried to come in through the back door, <laughs> had no credentials, nothing, and I just look at. He's like, "Yo, I need to get in." I'm like. Do you have a pass? He's like, no. Yeah, and he's only like 5'11", 6 yeah. foot, so he doesn't stand out as like, oh, I'm obviously a professional basketball player. Yeah. He, he, he's like, I was like, you have a pass? He's like, no. I was like, well, you could go around front and buy a ticket. <laughs> he's like, what, did he give you the, you do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he gave me the, do you know who I am? I was like, oh, yeah, I know who you are, but you still don't have any credentials. You don't have anything. Uh, if you could get somebody on the phone, tour manager, production manager, to let you in, then cool. Other, uh, other than that, I was told no one gets in this door without a pass. How do you take that? Like, uh, he just looked at me. He's like, "Okay, I give you that. You're you're good at your job." <laughs> oh, that's cool. Because I was yeah. gonna say that could have gone a couple of ways. Like, oh, yeah. well, I got two dudes <laughs> that are bigger than you that can show up here real quick. <laughs> well, he. He actually respected that I actually took, you know, did my job because he's just like any any other person would just let me in. I'm like, no, I'm not yeah. any other person. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I always felt like he got a bad rap. Like he just seems like the kind of dude that like won't smile at you unless he's happy and just says what's on his mind. But mm. he's not like an asshole. No, like 
there's a difference between being like an asshole and just kind of having resting bitch face and saying, yeah, saying what you yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was pretty cool about it. I was just like, eh. So who's your, I got to ask, who's your favorite Philadelphia sports star of all time? Uh, There's been so many good ones. Yeah, I want to, honestly, I want to say Pete Rose. Because growing up, like, I wanted to be a baseball player, but I suck at baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I hitting the baseball is a lot harder than people think it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I want to say Pete Rose. Pete, no, he, he just, he just gave off that, like, like, ooh, like, my, I don't know, like that awesome, like, check me out energy. Super confident. Yeah. He's just has that mentality like, I'll beat you at anything. I don't even care. Yeah. What yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it was that. I was just like, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sometimes, man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I like being around creative people a lot, but I don't know if I could even handle being in like the professional sports world because creative people are always like, you know, like you're always saying, like, they're all about supporting people and like, oh, check out this guy if you think. I'm cool. You should check out this person. But if you're in professional sports, it's all about like me and fuck you. And mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I couldn't handle that. <clears throat> so you never really got into, did you play sports much growing up? Not really. Um, actually I did. <laughs> We're funny. Um, the one sport that I played was um, street hockey. Oh yeah. And like, <laughs> it was funny. Cause like, I'm like, if you know, Philadelphia, I grew up in North Philadelphia and like the hood hood of North Philadelphia. And like, I'm Not a like, lot of street hockey games going no, on. There. I'm like 19 years old with a hockey stick and all the, all the dudes in the hood are like, the fuck <laughs> is your problem kid? And then back in the day I had a big red Afro too. Like I'll send you, I'll send you pictures of it. Like I was into like the whole punk rock scene and shit. Oh, and yeah. like, people were just like, you are weird. I was just like, like I was, I was rocking. People are like, hey man, you shouldn't be on on skates when you're doing acid, bro. <laughs> yeah, like I was, you know, I was rocking Chuck Taylors before they even became like hip. Yeah. In, in my neighborhood, like before they became was, sixty dollars a pair. Yeah, dude, I, there was a, it was like fifteen twenty bucks back in the day. Now, like I'm gonna say, there's only half a pound of material in that. <laughs> are you a low tops or a high tops guy uh i like both i like the high tops for for when i'm wearing shorts yeah and then the low tops for when i'm wearing like you know jeans and whatnot yeah but i, I would I, oh man i would i could never die. i always liked the way the high tops looked i just didn't like the way they felt yeah, it, it's kind of weird. It was it was weird, but it it gave me support because I used to do a lot of BMXing back oh, in the day. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah. Who? What kind of bike did you ride? I had a Harrow. No, dude. So you were a you were a Dave Mira guy, huh? Yeah, that nice. was my man right there, yo. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love Dave Mira. <clears throat> um, Dave Mira, and oh geez, what was the other dude's name? There was a guy who was a little bit leaner and skinnier, and he had longer brown hair. Oh. Trent, no, that wasn't Trent. Uh, God, why can't I think of the dude's name? He used to do a lot of stuff on the Jackass show too. Like he rode his bike on that um that pipe that went all the way 
360 around on his yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of the dude's name to save my life now. Huh. And then I also used to like Jay Mirren too, the Canadian beast. I actually had his um, bike, his model bike when uh, nice. when I was in high school. Yeah, I, I had a Harrow and then I had a Dino. A Dino? I don't know that brand. Yeah, it, it was around for a little bit. I don't know what happened to them. It, it, it was a sturdy bike. Right? Probably got bought but out like, by one of the bigger ones. Mongoose yeah, probably, or yeah, Arrow or one of those guys. Like I stopped, I stopped BMXing because one the um, one time I jumped over a fire hydrant, mm. and then when I landed, my fucking front tire blew, and then I fucking rolled and hit my and screwed up my knee, and I was just like, "Yep, I'm done." <laughs> you know, it's funny. I got my bike from a guy who got rid of his bike after <laughs> after the bike was fine, but he was trying to do a half pipe, and I think his body came down like just right on the ledge of the half pipe Ooh. and he ended up like breaking his wrist and i think one of his ribs and he was like i think i'm done with the bike now oh. <laughs> he'd, he'd broken something for like the second or third time on it and was like i'm done yeah with me it was that first it was the first time i like, actually was riding home on the bike after that and like um like i i fixed the front tire and i was riding back home and like i'm riding in this uh, I, I rode by this um, group of people and they're like, yo, yo, your foot, your foot. And I'm like, huh? And I look down and I'm like bleeding out of my fucking kneecap and shit. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done. Yeah, that's always that's always a bummer when people are like, dude, you're injured. And like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I had the same thing where I was at a water park and it's one of those um, rides. I was teaching too. Like I was there with students and I was there as like an adult who was supposed to be supervising we go down, me and another teacher go down one of these slides that you have to go down in like a little raft on. Mm-hmm. And when I get, when we get to the bottom, I just roll off the back of the raft like I'm a scuba diver, but the water's only like a foot deep. So I just hit the top of my head, split it open. Oh. And I'm walking around the park bleeding from my head. And people are like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. They're like, you should go to the medical tent. I'm like, I can't. I'm babysitting 50 kids. Jeez. So I just walked around <laughs> bleeding from the head with a bunch of kids. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, I was okay. I mean, I think I was okay. I remember the whole day. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't black I out or the whole day. Start speaking know. backwards or. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So, um, I'm fully vaccinated now. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying it. Oh, so one of the you. first one of the, <laughs> one of the first things that I'm looking forward to because my vaccination fully kicked in like just last week um, is getting out and seeing live music again. What, uh, what have you seen or what will you see now that the, now the bands are coming back around again? Oh, ooh, let's see. I want to go. Actually, I don't know. It's, is it weird that I say this? I don't want to go see the bands per se. Yeah. I want to go see my, roadie friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what i didn't think about it from that perspective because like when you guys all get back together again it'll probably be like summer camp right yeah i missed you guys (laughs) yeah like that that's pretty much what i want to do i just want to go see like 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 i saw glass jaw is coming i want to go see the guys in that camp um when ministry plays on the tour that i was supposed to be on I want to go see some of my homies that are on, on the ministry camp. Like, 
um, Butcher Babies, uh, when In This Moment plays, I want to go see my buddy Bubba, who does who does merch for them, and my buddy Samson, who's uh, had a security for them, like he does security for In This Moment. Uh, I want to see John, who does um, in-ear monitors for them. Like, it, that, that, that's my thing. It's like, like cool. The, the music is back. Whatever. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see my friends, and I want to see how they set up their their. their, if, their you're not there for the music. You're there for the people that are bringing the music. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is Dude, weird. How, how many different? Like somebody says, I'm a roadie. How many different? possibilities are there of like what that person could actually be doing because there's lights there's sound there's actual there's, like yeah there's uh, music lot. equipment mm-hmm. there's so much can it can it be broken down into like at least different departments like these are the guys that make the stage and these are the yeah, guys yeah. that set up the instruments and these are the guys that set up the lights yeah lighting uh uh, backline tech, which is like setting up, you know, backline is like across the board, like you set up everything, like guitars, bass, drums, yada yada. Or there's like drum tech, guitar tech, bass tech, playback tech, video tech, like everything that you could think of. There's a tech for. <laughs> and I just remember, <clears throat> was it Wayne's? Did I think it was Wayne's World too? Did you see that movie? Is that the, the the newest one where like they're like big and bulky and whatever and like? No, that's not the newest because they might be making an even newer one. But Wayne's World okay. Two was one that came out in the nineties still. But they uh, like Jim Morrison's ghost comes back and tells them that they need to put on a concert. So they do like, um, it's kind of like a uh, oh, what was that movie with Kevin Costner where he makes the baseball field? If you uh, Field uh, of Dreams, yeah, Field of Dreams. Oh, so it's basically like Field of Dreams, but like for a rock concert. <laughs> and then <clears throat> Lemmy is like teaching all these guys how to be roadies. So they're like pulling the microphone stand down with the rope, and the roadies are like running out there as fast as they can, picking it back up and running <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, is there God. actually like, is there a way to learn to be a roadie, or do you just have to like get on the crew and learn it firsthand? I, I, so it's like two things. Like some people, or are like just naturally born to do it. Like once they get there on up there, they boom, they 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 kill it. Yeah. And then there's some people that you have to learn how to do it. And then there's those that want to do it that are not cut out to do it. I was gonna say I can imagine that there's a lot of people who think it would just be cool because you get to party and that's that that's where that they stop is, is at the party. Yeah. No. That's oh. Because, I mean, you hear those stories of, like, uh, Diamond Dave back in the Van Halen days was like, hey, whichever roadie can get me the hottest girl gets to have her after I'm done. Oh, no, yeah, that, that, that was back in the day. Now, <laughs> nope, you, you, there's none of that happening backstage. There's, you, it's, you're lucky to, to, to find somewhere to fall asleep. <laughs> you're so busy. Like, yeah, no, nah, that... that yeah, the glory days of that is long gone. Those are the Wild West days, huh? Mm-hmm. Like now, it's like you, you try to you try to take a nap on the bus or in your bunk <laughs> and hope that you could take a nap. But and uh, those days are gone, gone. <laughs> do you have any? 
funny or outrageous stories that really stick out to you when people are like, hey, man, what's what's something that happened on the road that would uh, turn somebody's head if you told them? I have a few, but I can't really discuss those. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I understand if you're not at liberty to say. Yeah. Um, have you ever had any anything happen on the road where you were like genuinely worried about your well-being or like the safety and well-being of any of the crew or the equipment where it was just like near catastrophe type moments? Yeah. Um, during the, I love the nineties tour. Um, what, I forget what venue it was. And even if I did, I wouldn't say it because you know, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to like screw right, them right. up, but like, <laughs> Um, dur- during the show, um, damn, that's, that's not, that's not his name. I was going to say his real name, um, Young MC, not, not Young MC. And I forget the name, of the, I, I can't remember his name name, but he, um, the rap, one of the old school rappers was on stage doing his thing and his, his set was like bass heavy. Mm. So... Um, one of the shackles from the house, the venue house, came loose and hit someone in the head. Ooh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. And like everybody's like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, like everybody's all like freaking out. And me and like the state, the house stage manager and production crew, we ran up in a scaffolding and we were like making sure that all the rigging was perfect in just in case again yeah 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 that that, that was one that was one of those um instances where i was just like whoa does that bring the show to a stop or is it one of those the show must go on and like no, you give that person it, the best care you can but everybody keeps keeps going yeah it, it was one of those like they stopped for a minute they and then they, they took care of the lady that was hurt or whatever and then like they, they started going back on with the show but like a lot of people didn't even realize what happened all they saw was like the girl yeah fall out hmm. yeah yeah because i always wonder like depending especially on what band it is or what uh singer or what rapper whoever like um uh, you know i remember hearing the the story about james hetfield being in the wrong spot and then one of their pyrotechnics just blowing yeah. up right on him yeah, so yeah. you haven't seen anything anything to that not, kind of effect where it's like holy shit that person needs medical attention or they're going to die no not 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 luckily not on any of the stuff that i was on like it was just That's more good. like weird like technical stuff like you know yeah the speaker is about to fall and like we fix it before it fucking falls you know <laughs> or maybe or maybe somebody has to like run outside the venue and try to find the drummer for one of the bands <laughs> he's not even here <laughs> No. Uh, no, who's who's worse though? <clears throat> Who just just in terms of like living with on the road, the musicians or the roadies? Cuz I would I almost feel like the musicians could get a little bit prima donna about it. Yeah, so, so some of them were like little like prima donna-ish and sometimes You're all here you because a, of me, man. Yeah, and like I, so, so, there was a couple times I was just like, "Look, dude, I'm knocking you down a peg or two because you are just like me. And if I cut you, you're going to bleed. Yeah. So chill the fuck out. 
<laughs> yeah, and if we don't set this up, you ain't gonna have a show tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Ooh. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there was someone that I'm not gonna mention his name. <laughs> had that, had that little attitude. He's just like ah, blah blah blah. blah. I'm just like, listen, I don't care what you think you are, but. <laughs> If it wasn't for us setting up your stage, Mister, you wouldn't have a show. So, calm it down. Yeah, more yeah, often than not, though, the the musicians just as just as cool as anybody else, or yeah, is there yeah. a little bit of a disconnect? No, they're they're cool as heck. Like yeah. it's like it's like a family out there. When 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 if you're on a if you're on a good um, tour with with a great band or whatever. It's like a family. Everybody looks out for each other. We all, you know, go out and do like we'll rent those little electric scooters on the day yeah, off yeah. And, and ride around town and stuff like that. Like yeah, it's a big family. Like I miss I miss that aspect of, of touring. A yeah, lot. for sure. Yeah, like it's like for for me, like the 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 whole being away from touring has been like kind of weird for me because like here at home like I I started falling asleep a lot more on my couch <laughs> yeah. and like no like I, I would I would put my book bag at as my pillow <laughs> and, I, and like and I would lay in, in on my couch like that and then one day I told my niece I was just like yo I think I'm I think I'm having like withdrawal of not being on tour. So I sleep yeah. down here thinking it's my bunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. <clears throat> I believe it though. Do you have plans to get back out on the road now or anytime soon or? Um, eventually, yeah, I do. I, right now I'm focusing more on my health because I've, I've come across some like bad stuff health-wise. I got oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, it's all good, bro. Um, yeah, I got like diagnosed with uh, stage two chronic kidney disease. Ooh. So yeah, now I'm like focusing more on that and like I want to make dialysis sure... and that and all that stuff. No, not yet, not yet. I'm not at that point where I need to get dialysis and stuff like that. But like my 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 main thing is like when when I do when I tour and I work with bands and stuff, I give them 120 mm. percent because the reason why I became a roadie. Is because I remember my first experience and walking in and seeing the lights and seeing the stage and seeing the speakers, and then the show came. The show started and all everything started going on. I was just like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" Yeah. So, like for me, I want to recreate that experience for someone who saved their money for this show to come through the town. You know, so like. I could tour right now, but I know I wouldn't be able to give them give the tour my complete hundred percent. So I don't if I if I can't give you my fullness, I don't want to do it. Yeah, that that kind of reminds me of um, can't remember if it was Willie Mays or one of the old older baseball players. Like they were up by a bunch, and he made this play where he sacrificed his body and it was totally unnecessary and they're like why would you do that it was totally unnecessary he's like because it might have been the first time 
one of these fans has seen me play live. Mm, yeah. And I didn't I didn't want to mail it in for him. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's that's how I feel. Like like every every once in a while, like I'll be on I'll be on stage, which is weird because I don't have stage fright when I'm on stage working. <laughs> but when I was in a band, I was just like, oh shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like every 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 now and then, like I'll look into the crowd and like I'll I'll spot that one person that's in the front front barricade, like with the gleaming just eyes, like no eyelids at all, just yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that and that and that's like right there. I'm just like, yeah. That that's why I do that. Up. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, that's why I do this. That's why I sacrifice a lot of the things in my life to see that. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, it also reminds me of um that the one. And song I can home. see, it, I, I can see it because people won't have video of this, but just now on his face, you could see a twinkle in his eye, like very <laughs> uh, almost Santa Claus, like when he was talking about that. <laughs> it was moving like, for me. Truly. Like, oh, thank you, thank you. And like it, it reminds me of the um that one song um by Jack I think it's Jackson Brown when he talks about um roadies and how we're the first ones to come and the last to leave and like that's I would not I I, I couldn't give any anything to like ex- show like how much being a roadie means to me like it's my lifeline and not being able to do it has been hurtful but in a way now I'm just like you know what it's a perfect timing because I get to heal myself from all the times that I've like there there were times and I like I had like 110 fucking uh, degree fever Mm. and I'm still loading out the shell sweating profusely but I'm like oh we gotta do this we gotta go to the next city Right. <laughs> yeah. right just trying not to pass out mm-hmm. Jeez. Oh. like, like the, the, the production manager's like Pedro go to the bus I'm like no <laughs> yeah right your skin's wet and it looks like clay yeah. and you're just like I'm alright like no I'm good I'm good <laughs> I got this <laughs> well one thing that I've heard people talking about with the pandemic is that once the pandemic is over and everybody's back out that there's a lot of people are anticipating that there's going to be like a creative renaissance because all these people, you know, like you and um, the other artists and the other musicians have just been like sitting on their hands instead of going out and entertaining people like they have been. And all that energy has got to go somewhere. So where does it go is just, it goes back into like new songs, new works of art, new new technology new this new that because that's all anybody's been able to focus on is their own stuff so i don't know man i'm i'm looking forward to that i don't think it was worth the year of everything being locked down to get it but uh i don't know i'm i'm optimistic and hopeful that uh there's a lot of really cool creative stuff coming yeah same um there's a couple artists that i've been watching that i'm like i'm excited to see what they come out with yeah (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I can't wait to hear the the new the new projects that come out. Like there, there there has been some new stuff that came out. And I'm just like, okay, cool, you could have done better, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> and then there's some projects that of artists. I'm not gonna name any names, but 
just tell that they were just doing it for the money. Yeah. And drop, drop, ma- ma- making stuff just for so they could, you know, pay bills or whatever. Which I, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna knock the hustle. I yeah, I, I was gonna say the same thing. Like, I don't hate that, but I don't necessarily respect it either. Yeah, I, I like, I really. I'm not like, gonna hate I, on somebody for putting food on the table. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there was a couple bands that like I had like high that I had in high regards. Yeah. And then like I saw, and then I saw that they were doing a whole bunch of like live stream concerts, and then they were charging people for a meet and greet. Just for the meet and greet. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like a Zoom meet and greet, and they were charging like mad money for it. I'm just like, I like, dude, no. I mean, they got it. They got to make up that income somehow, but that seems like kind of a shitty way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like sell autograph stuff or something. Yeah, something that'll mean something more to somebody than a Zoom meeting. Yeah, I was just like, okay, this is kind of stupid, but whatever, dude. <laughs> and you wouldn't even have to sign it if you were a real asshole. You could just. <laughs> have, have an assistant be like sign five thousand of these and then sell them for ten dollars each. Yeah, or even make a make a stamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, anytime you get something from the president of the bank and you see his signature at the bottom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else that you want to talk about um, before we start moving towards wrapping up? Uh well, actually, oh yeah, there, there's some a few stuff that I'm in the process of working on. I'm actually, uh, I'm retouching bases on a book that I started a while back because, like, there was a there was a while back that I was just like, oh, I want to, I want to write a book, and like, I wrote, I wrote it. I have 20 pages, and one one of my friends is proofreading it right now to make sure, like, you know, it's not like a 20 page run on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the process of doing that. Um I actually and then I started another one which is gonna pretty much talk about being a roadie and life on the road and the sacrifices that we've done. And I'm gonna yeah. try to interview um roadie friends of mine for the book. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, so like I'm I'm uh I'm in the process of doing that. <clears throat> um, I'm actually also, I actually got to hit up the guy and see how far we came along with it. But since uh, medical marijuana has been um, a huge thing now. Um, One of the sponsors of the show, actually. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm in the process of, um, I have an idea that I came up with that is going to be the Pedro the Roadie strain. Ooh. And now what kind of strain are we talking about here? I'm I'm fairly well versed myself. Indica, sativa, ruderalis, hybrid. I want it to be a hybrid. Yeah. Those are the most from from what I've been told, because on episode five of this show, um I had Fresh Coast Seed Company, who's also now the sponsor on the show and um they talked about how they make all their different things because they've got like almost 36 unique strains registered oh, please um send me their info because i want to send them um my idea because like if this because my thing is like right now I, I i gave the idea to someone 
And I'm not sure how far they come along with it. If they're slacking on it, then I'm going to move on with someone that's actually <laughs> going to take take this and ride. Because well, if, if, if this dude was was going to take it and ride, he would take it and ride because he's he's a, a hardcore dude. Before uh, he before he got into um, growing medical marijuana, he one of his jobs that he worked before was on an Alaskan fishing boat. So, mm. dude's no stranger to hard work. Nice, yeah, because like. Like the idea, I'll, I'll 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 text you the idea, and you're gonna be yeah, like, cool. oh shoot, this is a good idea. Um, but yeah, like I want I want to I want to focus this around that in the industry. Yeah. Um, what else? I yeah, want... I'll definitely hook you guys up because I've told people before. I know I'm not Joe Rogan, and I'm I'm not making people famous just by being on the show. But <laughs> I have connected a lot of people who've been on this show with each other, and nice. they've they've been able nice. to get together and do some stuff. And that's 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 <laughs> that's the name of my game right now. Is trying to be like the creative matchmaker, and then also just yeah, encourage people to go out and do something. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much just love. Like I try to, you know connect other creatives with other creatives to be like, hey, do this. Yeah. And this this guy could help you with this and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for a minute, I was uh, pressuring myself to put out another album, but then I looked at my category, my catalog online. I'm just like, dude, you have like two albums, like a couple EPs and a couple of singles and you did it in a, in a span of a year so it's like it was like it's like you could you could afford to like not put out an album this year <laughs> yeah especially if you feel like you've got to you know what i mean that's yeah. not the way you want to do it it's just feeling yeah. like you're doing it because you've got to mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i'm, I'm just like ah. but i i have i have you know i have stuff that i i have saved and i'm just i'll probably put something out i don't know <laughs> well i've got uh a million guitar riffs well no not anywhere near a million but um yeah a ton of guitar riffs so maybe i'll i'll look into splice and i'll, I'll send you some riffs and see, Yo, if you can, yes. see if you can mix them up yes that would be awesome i would yeah. love that i would too man um well i think this is uh the part where we'll probably wrap it up we've been talking for a little over an hour so <laughs> um why don't you go ahead and tell everybody that wants to check out what you've done and what the art collective is doing, where they can find all that. Uh, if you want to find out more information about me, you can find me on Instagram under Karuna collective art. Um, K A R U N A collective art at, you know, uh, Instagram. Um, and you guys are on Facebook too, right? Yeah, on Facebook as well. Yep. You, can, you can find me on Facebook as well. Or even if you Google Karuna Collective Art, it'll pop up. Or cool. if you Google Pedro the Roadie, my thing will pop up as well. Yeah, and I'll <laughs> put all that in the show notes too for everybody who's listening. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> then yeah, man. Uh, when you do get on the road again, if you are ever in Michigan, nice. Yeah, let me know, man. I was Michigan hoping, or uh, Chicago, Ohio area too. I could. Uh, I could Chicago, some of those. Chicago, man. I I want to go to Chicago again. Me too. Uh, I haven't been in. I haven't been since two thousand nine. Oh, dude, I have to link you up with my uh with my buddy uh, Jim Lamarca. He used to be the bassist for Chimera. Oh, cool. Yeah, he um he he um 
I've been he saying has, that wrong, by the way, too. Now that I heard you say it, <laughs> he has a um, he has a, uh, a he has a barber shop out out in Chicago, and his dad owns a pizza oh, no kidding. a pizza shop. Yeah, so I'll, I'll link you guys up so you guys can. His like, dad owns a sh- pizza shop in Chicago. Yeah, Ka-ching. that's the guy I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> dude, like he, yeah, he he. I, I talk to him here and there. Like he's one of my good like a good friend that like. When I need a little hey kicking ass, he'll he'll be like, hey dude, <laughs> straight up, together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <pretty much. laughs> yeah, it's good to have the people that keep you on the straight and narrow, man. Mm-hmm. If you ever need me to, too, I I can tell you to get your head out of your ass. I don't mind. Heck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. I, I could use as many of those as I in life as I I can possibly get. I'll make sure I'll just I'll just call you up once once twice a month. Hey man, you getting your shit done? Uh. <laughs> or 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 send or send a big biker dude to my house. Ding dong. I'm like, who are you? That's right. Chris, say get your shit together. Okay, shit. <laughs> he wants to see a picture of something you've been working on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey man, it's been fun talking to you. Oh, um, let's uh, was, let's not be strangers to each other either, huh? Oh no, oh no. Well, we we chat a lot on on Instagram too, so. Yeah. And then if uh if you find yourself getting into some cool interesting stuff, let me know and we'll uh come talk about it some more. Oh, work. I will. I will. Yeah, and same thing goes with uh any of the any of the fine folks that you work with. If you think somebody's got a cool story or they're just fun to talk to, send them my way, man. All right, cool. Actually, I'll I'll um I'm going to mess uh, I'm going to message my one buddy that I did that um track with. Oh, Sevon? Yeah, and be like, "Hey, you want to do an interview with my buddy?" Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's yo, this dude, like right now he's been he doesn't he literally is going nonstop because he's putting out an album called Popular Loner Kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll make yeah. sure that I just I'll just make sure that I put a, a link to Sev One on here. Yeah, and <laughs> um I'll 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 have I'll tell him be like, hey, you wanna do a you wanna do a podcast and have him have him out on your job. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, because I gotta get some, I gotta get some East Coast, East East, East Coast hip hop. Damn, <laughs> I had a West Coast hip hop artist on. I gotta balance it out. So, tongue, there we tongue go. twister. <laughs> yeah, East Coast hip hop. <clears throat> there, Pedro. Hey, man, it was great getting to know you. Thank you so oh, much for coming on the show and talking. Thank you, thank you, sir. I wish you all the best, personally and professionally. Oh, famous. Oh. You can't. The people at home can't see it, but that was my first. That's my KMFDM tattoo that I got when I was on the tour. <laughs> it's nice. um. Yeah. It's, it's like are that, you are you covered all the way around? Um, I have a few, not really fully covered yet. I want to. Yeah, yeah I, got, I have. I got the arm done up top on the side. Oh, nice. And nice. I got a little bit of something on this side too. Not as much. Then I got Ooh. some words on the back too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right, see. I'm not fully, fully covered. Like, yeah. I, I, I got I, the I half sleeve. I can, I can cover it up with a shirt, or I can pull it out and be like, "Err." Yeah, I, I, I had it stop for a bit because when I was on Disney on Ice, they frowned upon the tattoos, and I had to wear like. Oh, a did long they now? Shirt. Yeah, the and same it, people that the same people that produced the the Paul brothers. Dude, this fa- facial hair. You couldn't have any facial hair. Yeah. 
And back in the day, I had my ears like gouged, so I had to like put a, a clear thingy oh, in my ear. So yeah. like, it'll freak out the kids. I'm like, if I had a brown thingy in here, it'll look like a natural color. But if yeah. it's clear, the kids are going to see a big gaping hole in my ear. That's They're going to watch a seven-foot <laughs> mouse with a giant head ice skate. I think they'll be okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story that happened on Disney on Ice Speed. And I, I'm not sure the video is still up on YouTube. But uh, we're, we were in South Africa, right? And fucking and Goofy comes running... <laughs> from center stage and he he hits the front falls his head jump pops off his head and into the lap of this little kid <laughs> and like i'm sta- i'm standing there doing 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 the sound for it and i radio into the to the stage manager, I was like, "Do you want me to stop the show? Goofy just lost his head." And they're like, "Keep it going, keep it going." I was like, "Okay, shit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when that happened, I was trying not to laugh so much. I'm just like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Man, I don't know whose face I would rather see more—the girl who's. <laughs> Had the head in her lap or the guy who the head came off of yeah <laughs> oh man that was like that was so bad i felt so bad for that kid too he's probably still traumatized going to therapy for it <laughs> somebody puts the disney channel on he just starts rocking in this yeah. corner oh it's like it all started when i went to go see them <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh Oh, that's a good one to end on. Pedro, <laughs> thank you, man. It was a pleasure thank talking you. to you. All the best over there in Philly. And to everyone around the world, thank you for listening to us. Uh, yes. Check out Pedro on Instagram. Check out the Karuna Collective. Check out the show notes for all the links. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Pedro. Take care, man. All right, brother. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Give me a follow on Instagram, Christopher underscore Talon. Check me out on Facebook and Twitter at Talon Writes. And check out anything else at www.christophertalon.com. I really appreciate it. Give me a follow out there. Check me out. I'll check you out. And we'll see you next time.